You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio with my good friend and co-host, Andy Barrar. The rain has come. Yeah, I don't think it's going to leave winter, for a long winter time. Winter is here. <laughs> It'll be like this till like, I don't know, February. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know what? I kind of missed the rain. It was kind of nice driving in. Well, I was just telling then you. Then I had to walk from the car to the station here, and then I didn't Yeah, that wasn't anymore. fun. Yeah. But I was, remember I was telling you just before we went live, I was asking for recommendations for movies because yeah. I think I'm going to be uh, sitting on the couch today. It's marathoning good, on Netflix. It's it's a good day for that. We've got a really cool show for you today. Of course, we'll be going open line later in the program. Uh, but we've got some awesome guests uh, coming up in a little while here. Uh, one uh, from Medela Health. Uh, these uh, are the folks that won the James Dyson Award uh, for a smart contact lens for diabetes management. Uh, so instead of having to prick your finger all the time in the future... Uh, they've got some technology that uh, will help solve that. Yeah, and it came from a, a bunch of students from the University of Waterloo, and they won the award. And so we're going to learn about how you can manage diabetes through a contact lens in love, your, in, that, inside your eye. I love technology. We'll also be talking uh, about OrCam. And this is a, a, a wearable device uh, for visually impaired people. Yes. That helps them basically see the world around them. It is fascinating technology. I know you actually got to try it out this week. I did. Uh, the fellow from OrCam came by our studio, and we did a little bit of an interview and demonstration with it. Think Google Glass, you know, like glasses with a little camera on the side. And what it helps, if you're visually impaired, and say you see some text on the street or say you're trying to read a magazine, it will read out the text using OCR, optical character recognition technology, and it will read it out to you. So for people that are visually impaired, this is a great solution. We're going to learn more about that uh, a little later on in the show. I got my hands on uh, the new iPhones. That's right. You were in New York earlier this yeah. week getting uh, a demonstration. Yeah, I went to a big Apple briefing there and uh, got to try out the new iPhones, uh, the new Apple Watch and the uh, AirPods. Uh, I, I really like the new iPhones. I know, uh, you know there's been some criticism uh, about them that they're not innovative enough, uh, but they are beautiful pieces of technology. And I love the new finishes they have. They've got that jet black finish, mm -hmm. uh, kind of like a piano gloss black finish, also a matte black finish uh, as well, as long as, you know, with the other colors uh, too. But, um, you know, I noticed a few things about it. Uh, it was actually noticeably faster than even my 6S, which was the previous uh, version. Uh, and the cameras on these two devices were fantastic, especially the uh, the 7 Plus. It's got two lenses on it, a wide angle and a telephoto lens. So you can actually get a two times optical zoom with a smartphone camera, which I've never seen before. No, and typically even with um, point and shoot cameras, whenever you use the optical zoom, it, it kind of got messy, right, when you're zooming in. So with this, can you? does it look like it's like grainy or anything? When no, you're... no, it's gorgeous. Really? Yeah. There's just a uh, on the 7 Plus uh, on the camera uh, app, uh, there's like a little button. You just basically click, and it just automatically goes to two-time zoom, and it's it's brilliant. There's also on the side a digital uh, zoom slider. Uh, you can go up to 10 times digital wow. zoom, which is cool. Uh, again, optical zoom is always better than uh, a digital zoom, but it is uh, a brilliant, brilliant camera. It uh, has... Uh, uh, better technology in it to let in more light, so you're going to get much better uh, uh, nighttime shots. And they have an update coming in the next couple of months that will give you portrait mode for the 7 Plus. And this is awesome. So you know when you take pictures with DSLR? Yeah. And you can get that depth of field. So you take a picture of a person, 
and then behind them everything's kind of blurry. Yes. And it looks it amazing. Looks, yeah. With this update for the 7 Plus coming in a couple months, uh, this portrait mode, you can do the same thing. Wow. It is super cool. And that's never been seen on a, on a smartphone camera no, before. No, Because typically you need additional lenses on a DSLR to yep. get that type of – that's interesting. It is, it is so cool. It is so cool. Uh, I also like that they're waterproof. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I know there was a big brouhaha about the headphone jack being gone, but it, yeah, I don't care about that. You know, you can get the little adapter that comes in the box. Uh, it does come with a pair of uh, ear pods that have the lightning connector. So they plug into the charging port now. So I read an article, because now that the iPhone 7 is out, of course there's guys out there who the first thing they do when they get the iPhone is take it apart. Yes. And so what they did is they looked where the headphone jack is. Yeah. And what Apple did, I don't know if you know this, they put a little speaker grill there. So you think there's like speaker, there's like sound coming out of it, but it's not. It's just an empty port. So their whole thing about, oh, we needed to save the space to do some other stuff. It's just an empty spot. I think what's going to happen, though, is the next year, because it'll be the 10th anniversary of the iPhone, we're going to see a huge change. The question I have, and I want to ask you this, um, do you think they're going to jump to the iPhone 7S, or do you think they'll just go straight into the iPhone 8? I don't know. It's a great question, right? Because there's a lot of uh, pressure now, because it is going to be the 10th anniversary, and I can't believe it's been 10 years uh, with the iPhone. Uh, you know, Typically, with the naming convention, they go with the S model, yeah. uh, but... They, I think they might go with a different I think name. so, too. Yeah. It's kind of a big deal. A lot of people were like, you know, we were expecting more innovation from this phone, but I think they're waiting for next year. Tell me about the button. The because button's they, different. they changed the button on the this iPhone This is huge. 7. I don't think people realize this. Uh, and it's so funny we're just talking about a button. <laughs> know. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Everything Apple does is, like, revolutionary. Um, so <clears throat> right now on your iPhone, the home button, the little circular button at the bottom of the screen is actually a physical button. It's almost mechanical. It's mechanical. When you're pushing it, you're actually physically pushing in a button to get to the home screen and do other stuff. Well, with the new iPhone 7 and 7 Plus, it still looks like the button's there. And basically, it's not physical anymore. There's no moving parts. And so when you press down on it, uh, you're not pushing anything in. Uh, Essentially, the, the phone is then giving you some feedback. It's called haptic touch feedback. And it makes it feel like you're actually pushing the button in. It's weird. It's really weird. So you can actually change the settings on it. There's three uh, settings. Yeah. Uh, I believe it comes in the middle on setting two. Uh, but I found that once I put it to setting three, it, it was weird, but it actually felt like I was physically pushing a button in because the, the feedback was so good. So Mike Agarbo recommends setting three for the button oh, on the iPhone Oh, heck 7. yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, stereo speakers now yeah. in it. Um, no, and waterproof. Gotta love that because I have wrecked iPhones in the past by dropping them in the water. So no more rice anymore in the future. No. Yeah. No. So well, it's, it's great. I think it's it's good overall. I actually got to try the new AirPods as well, and you know a lot of people have been making fun of these things. Being I don't know if included. you saw the Conan O'Brien <laughs> yes uh, video. The the spoof of, of people dancing and then the yeah. AirPods fly out, flying out. And they're yeah. looking for it. Yes. Uh, so these are these new AirPods that uh, Apple is coming out with. They're going to be available in October, and uh, they're wireless. And so you stick them in your ear. They go right into your ear. And they've got these little, uh, looks like little sticks coming out of them, yeah. essentially. And so I know a lot of people are saying, you're going to lose these things. They're going to fall out of your ears. I, I tried them for 10 minutes and shook my head around, danced around, as I do, Andy. Oh, and do. they didn't come out. They didn't come out. So if you've got average size ears, they'll be fine. Uh, the technology is amazing. They've got this chip inside them now. 
uh, and it's wireless. So it's using a variation of Bluetooth. And Bluetooth is the wireless standard right now that all these headphones are using. Well, Apple has taken that technology and put their own spin on it to use even less power. So these little earbuds will get five hours of battery life. That's, that's amazing. You know, it's funny. It's because Samsung came out with little wireless earpods. Yeah. And theirs are, are made for more of when you're active, if you're working out. Yes. But they only last for two hours. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not long enough. That's not long enough. So what's beautiful about these AirPods is that uh, it comes with a little charge case. And the charge case is beautiful. You you put the little AirPods in it, and it's magnetic. They actually magnetically click right in. So you know Apple. It's just beautiful. Yes. And the charging case has another 24 hours of battery. So if you run out after five hours, you basically stick it in the charge case. And within 15 minutes, you'll have three hours more charge on those things. It's so, amazing. Yeah, no, it's really good. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if people start to adopt these wireless kind of like, you know, standard for headphones. Because it's funny how people have been saying that. But like, you know, if there's one company that is going to keep going and moving forward, we've seen that with, with um, DVD drives when they yep. stopped supporting that. USB, now they're on the USB-C. Yep. So it, it, it makes sense, but the thing about the headphone jack, it's been around for a long time, ever since the days of the Sony Walkman. and That technology been, has been around like 100 years. Yes. Well, the quarter inch. We, yep. were, we were doing some research <laughs> yes. yesterday at the office. But still, like that technology behind the yeah. actual you know, audio jack, it's been around a long time. But so. what, what I find interesting is a lot of people are saying, oh, we had to get rid of it to make it waterproof. Samsung, they, with their um, Galaxy S7, it has a headphone jack, but it also can be submerged in water. And I was always interested. I always talked to the Samsung guys. I'm like, how are you able to have an open port like that and still submerge it in water and it would be okay? And it's some type of material that they're using that coats it that allows you to do that. Because typically, might remember Sony, the Xperia phones, yeah. where they had the flaps on it that yeah. would cover it. Somehow they've, they've gotten to, to do that. The question is, will all the other manufacturers now get rid of the headphone jack now that Apple has done it? I know Motorola is is looking or already did. They it, did with they one did. of their phones. Yeah, they were actually first. They beat Apple to yeah. that. So it might be. No one gave thing. them props. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody knows that except for like guys like us. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to look at technology for diabetics that can actually help them monitor their blood glucose levels without having to prick your finger all the time. Smart contact lenses. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. Lots more to talk about today on Get Connected. We're all about technology. A little bit later, we'll be looking at a wearable device that uh, helps blind people see. It's fascinating technology, and uh, we've got the lowdown on that. Before we uh, get to the smart contact lens we were talking about, Andy, the contest prize this week. We got an excellent prize. If you're in need of an all-in-one printer, you're going to want to enter this contest. So we're giving away the Epson Workforce WF2760 all-in-one printer. You can print, scan, fax. You can print directly from your iPhone or your iPad or even Android devices directly to the printer without the need of a computer. All you got to do is go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com to enter and win. And it's a great thing if you're a student going back to school, maybe you forgot to get a printer, maybe you needed an upgrade, you're going to want to enter our contest, getconnectedmedia.com. On the line right now, we've uh, got Harry Gandhi. He's with Medela Health. We're talking about winners of the James Dyson Award, Smart Contact Lens for Diabetes Management. Thanks uh, for coming on the show today, Harry. 
Yeah, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So tell me about this smart contact lens uh, that uh, uh, you folks came up with. It, it sounds fascinating. Yeah, so we've been working on this for about two and a half, three years now. Um, and yeah, we're making a smart contact lens, as you quite rightly said, that monitors glucose levels and transmits the information directly to a mobile phone so that patients can better manage their diabetes and their health in general. And so is this something that will be available anytime soon? Uh, we're, we're still in the prototype phase, so it's, st- it's a still far ways away. Um, there's still constant development on technology. We're setting up manufacturing. Uh, and then, of course, going through regulatory trials. Harry, how did you come up with this idea? That's a really uh, unique way of trying to manage diabetes is using a contact lens. Where did the idea come from? Well, I mean, the question that we started with was basically, how can we make diabetes management as easy as possible? And each of the founders of the company, we've all had our own experiences with diabetes, whether it's a close friend, whether it's a family member. So the the question we started with was, how can we make diabetes management non-invasive? And we thought of, you know, of course, the contact lens. We thought about micro patches. We thought about all these different solutions in which we can do continuous and non-invasive monitoring. And we landed on the smart contact lens because, A, contact lenses are already widely accepted. And then number two, there's a huge overlap between, you know, folks who need prescription and diabetes. So it, it was a natural fit as opposed to any of the other tools that we found. And you guys uh, were involved with the James Dyson. Essentially, you won the James Dyson Award. Tell us a little bit about that and how you guys got involved with that uh, that whole competition. Yeah, so James, we're, we're super excited to have won James Dyson Award um, at, at the national level in Canada. Um, it's one of the most prestigious engineering awards across the world. So we're super, super happy about that. Um, it, it was, you know, it was a simple application process. And then they asked us a few questions. Um, and we were really hands-on with their organization and getting to learn more about what we had built, how we'd built it. Um, and one day we got the good news and said, hey, you guys are the winners. Um, and we, we sort of had a mini cheering contest within the office, and it was probably one of the best days. Uh, so I'm fascinated by this technology. How does this thing get power in your eye? Yeah, that's a good question. So... Um, there's basically three aspects to the smart contact lens. The first is the communication. The second is the data. Uh, uh, sorry, the second is the power. And the third is basically sort of a processing unit. So we're powering it inductively. So it's basically uh, you'll have the contact lens on. Either there will be a small clip on your collar or something behind the ear that would continuously communicate with the contact lens and then send that information to your mobile phone using Bluetooth. Is that powering it as well? Yeah, that's right. That is crazy stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just love this type of technology. You know, uh, back a few months ago, we talked about that Sony contact lens patent, uh, where uh, they're trying to develop one that actually has a camera built into it. That's right, as, as well. Have you got a camera in yours yet? <laughs> um, no, we're not focusing on that, <laughs> that space, but it's a fascinating idea. So let me give you. Let me put this into more perspective. So there's about seven contact lens, smart contact lens companies across the world now. Uh, when we started, it was just three. Um, so this market is growing very, very quickly. So our smart contact lenses can be used for many, many solutions. You know, augmented reality, virtual reality are the obvious ones. But health monitoring, I think, 
uh, is one of the more important ones in the sense that uh, it actually tells us and can improve our day-to-day lives um, just just from a personal health standpoint as opposed to sort of adding on, which is which is a fantastic platform to work on. Well, I mean, this literally is the future, Andy. You know, the, the future iPhone will actually be in your eye, essentially, yeah. right? Because uh, the contact lens will be able to project uh, augmented reality right in front of you, uh, essentially. So uh, very exciting, the stuff that you're working on. And, and congratulations again on winning that prize. And, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing this uh, come, come to life in the future, Harry. Yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate it. That was Harry Gandhi. He's the co-founder of Medela Health. Uh, They're the winners of the James Dyson Award for uh, a smart contact lens for diabetes management. Just fascinating stuff. That's kind of a big deal. You know, James Dyson is known for his innovation, especially, well, of course, he's done the vacuums. But they're really becoming a smart company. So they're going to be getting more of an ecosystem. They already have, and we reviewed their their, um, air filters that they have for the purifiers. So And now they just announced that uh, new hair dryer. The supersonic hair dryer. I know. I want to try that. Yeah. They, I just saw it on Twitter. They, they had a big announcement for that. So, you know, it's really kind of cool that they're, they're really supporting the next generation of engineers and, and design. So um, I really look forward to watching this come to the market, a smart contact lens for diabetes management. When we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about wearable technology for the visually impaired Uh, Some really, really cool glasses that, Andy, you actually got to try out uh, this week that help blind people see the world around them. Uh, After that, we'll also be going open line, taking all your tech calls and questions. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by our good friends down at London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Uh, We're still trying to get a hold of our guests for uh, the uh, OrCam uh, wearable uh, devices for... uh, visually impaired, so we'll uh, keep trying uh, to get him. Uh, in the meantime, Andy, uh, had a chance to talk with the Roku, fo- uh, Roku folks uh, yesterday. They yes. we were in town showing some of their uh, new streaming boxes that are going to be coming out in the next uh, few weeks. But one thing that really caught my attention is uh, an app that's available on Roku streaming devices, now whether you've got the, the little boxes or the stick, uh, from a company called V-Media. That's right. And never heard of these guys before, but they have a TV offering through this app that basically gives you uh, the basic channels like Global TV, City TV, and some of the American channels. And that's the thing, Sue. Currently, for seventeen if, bucks, if, if you're month. if you're trying to cut the cord, and you get one of these streaming boxes like a Roku, they have like two thousand channels, but they're just like specialty channels. So you're not going to get your local broadcasting. You would need something something that I have called an over the air HD antenna to get those local broadcasting. But what this company is, V Media, I think they're based out in Toronto. Yeah. They're now partnering with Roku to offer you to get those those local programming channels like Global, CBC, or CTV within Roku. So you pay a monthly fee. So I believe it's 17 bucks a month. $17 a month. And now you can get that in addition to having all the free channels that Roku offers like YouTube and they have Vivo so many. and all that, yeah. They have, have so 2,500 many. channels, Canadian yeah. channels. It's yeah. crazy. More than you could ever But no, I just found it fascinating that you could actually get you know, TV now through uh, the internet without having to get a, a cable subscription. Well, we, you have I, to have an internet connection, obviously. That's right. Uh, it's, it's using something called IPTV. Yeah. Now, anyone that's familiar with like VoIP, Voice Over Internet Protocol, it's kind of like that, except now your television signals are coming through the internet into your, and we were kind of talking this in the office. I'm like, you know, like the, the Rogers and the, the Telluses of the world. I'm like, 
are they cannibalizing themselves by offering this in addition to their cable, traditional cable? But it seems that's the way we're going to get content in the future is everything coming through the Internet. Like Optic TV, that comes through and uh, through the internet, not through your traditional uh, cable. Yeah, again, it's called V Media. Uh, check it out; it's kind of interesting. Uh, they've got a great programming guide uh, as well, and they've got something called V Cloud, so you can actually go back an entire week to any of the programs and really? watch them. Yes. So it's not even recording like PVR; it's just it's kind of, but in the cloud. But you just go back. Yeah, if there was something on Global TV, maybe you wanted to see uh, my Global Morning News segment last Monday. Not a problem. Just go back. It's like a time machine. That's that's really and it's all in the cloud. I think what we should do is get them on on the radio show to explain to the listeners what it's all about. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting stuff. But you know, we'll uh, we'll keep in tune with that. Uh, you know, another interesting thing. I was in New York this week, uh, flying to the Apple event. Yes. But on the plane on the way there and back, uh, you know, when they do the announcements uh, when you're taking off and landing, uh, basically they 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 mentioned the Samsung Note Seven phone, saying, "Oh, really? Yeah, don't turn it on. Don't charge it." <laughs> In, in in the plane. So this is uh, Samsung's newest phone uh, that's been having some uh, serious battery problems. It's catching fire and sometimes exploding. Uh, and Samsung's done a voluntary recall of all of them. Yeah, and you know what? They just announced that. Right now, they were, they were just telling people to do a replacement program. They didn't have a global recall. But finally, they, they basically said, we need to get them all back. And there's 2.5 million Note 7s out oh, in the world. Oh, my God. That like is a, a lot of phones. That is. And it, it's unfortunate. But isn't because, that, that's weird. Like on, on a plane, they're telling you, don't charge that thing on our plane. Yeah. And what, what the issue is, is anything after 60% of the full charge, yeah. that's the danger zone. Oh. <laughs> so what yeah, they, but how do you know, right? You know what the problem is? And this is a, something inherent for Android phones is Samsung has an update now. And what it'll do is it'll take the Note 7 and it'll stop at 60%. So it won't go to the further charge. The problem is, unlike Apple, which is like the hardware and software manufacturer of the iPhone, even though Samsung has this update, now it has to go through Android, okay, through the Android guys to get that into the operating system. But then it has to go to the carrier. Now the carrier has to offer it. So it takes so long to get these updates because of all these loops that you have to go through. And that's why even though they have this update, they can't roll it out as fast as they would because of all these hurdles to get it onto your phone because of the carriers. It's crazy, though. But it was just interesting being on the airplane, and they were basically telling people, don't turn the thing on, do not charge it. It'd be funny if uh, somebody had it and tried to, like, you know, I have a Note 7. Everybody's, like, tackling <laughs> them. Don't turn it on. <laughs> Yeah, no, I feel bad for Samsung. I mean, it was, it's, we saw it. We got to try it's it out. It's such a beautiful phone. It was a beautiful phone. Yeah. And, you know, just bad timing with, uh, obviously, Apple coming out with the new uh, iPhone 7 and 7 Plus. Uh, that's tough coming into the, you know, the busiest time, basically, here, back back to school and, and into the holiday season. Yeah, they've lost a lot of money because of this. The, the reputational damage is is pretty bad, but it's unfortunate because we had a chance to try that phone, and it was beautiful. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to open up the phone lines, uh, take some tech calls and questions. We'll be your on-air tech support. 604-280-9898. Again, 604-280-9898. If you're phoning anywhere in North America, we've got a toll-free line for you as well. It's 1-877-399-9898. When we come back from the break, we will take uh, your tech calls here on Get Connected. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs. Here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. You are back with Get Connected and Mike and Andy here. We're taking your calls now, going open line 604 280 9898. 
Unfortunately, we couldn't get our guest on to talk about the uh, the OrCam My Eyes wearable uh, device, but we'll see if we can get that on uh, next week. That's right. Yeah, we're going to go here to Bob. Hey, Bob. Yes. Good morning. I've got a, a fairly high end set of over the ear headphones that have a removable cord. It's three and a half on each end. Yeah. Do you think at some time somebody will make a cable with lightning on one end and three and a half on the other or am i going to always be stuck with the dongle uh well they have the lightning adapter now yeah uh, essentially and i think what you're going to see is um apple purchased beats audio which makes a lot of high-end headphones all the little kids love those yeah um i think what you're going to see is they'll come up with a corded version that will work directly with lightning because lightning is kind of like hdmi it can do both. It can do a lot of different things. And what they're trying to do is take more advantage of that connection. And you It's know, a pure digital connection. It right? is a very pure digital connection. And what I think they'll do is they'll start licensing that port to all the different headphone manufacturers so that you can make a corded version. Because not everybody wants to go wireless. But they're going to make cord- cordless or cord versions that will use the lightning connector in the future. Um, there are gadgets right now if you have, if you have um, headphones that are corded and you want to use them in a wireless kind of fashion, you can get these uh, little adapters where you can hook directly your headphones, and then it will work with like an Make a wireless Bluetooth connection? That's right. Yeah. So for existing headphones now with uh, the new iPhone 7, uh, it doesn't have the audio jack anymore. In the box, it comes with a little adapter, and apparently if you need more of those adapters, I think they're 10 bucks or, you know what's or funny something is, like that. If Steve Jobs was alive, I don't think he would have had that adapter. He'd have been like, get used to it. No adapter. <laughs> Move on. I don't think you can do that. Do you know head? Do you know what I mean? Like headphones are so used by everyone. That's right. I know when they did a, away with the CD-ROM and the DVD drive in 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 the Mac, the Macs, uh, they can tell like they just weren't being used anymore. Yeah. People still are using the their earphones and that's right headphones. Yeah. So I don't know. You never know. I'm gonna jump here to Ken. Ken, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good. A uh, quick question. What's your take on uh, planned obsolescence? The uh, reason I ask is I just recently bought a PS4, and all of a sudden I know about a week later that the PS4 Pro is in it. Yeah, you're outdated now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> God. Yeah, uh, and and the thing is, like, now I was so reading up that uh, people saying, forget the iPhone 7, uh, go for the iPhone 8, because as soon as the 8 comes out, the 7 is going to be basically obsolete. I don't know if that's true enough, but... Uh, What's your take on this? Yeah, you know, it's an interesting question. It just depends on the different devices out there. Uh, interesting for video game consoles, they've actually had the longest lifespan out of all devices. Typically you know about I mean? eight years. That's a long time, right? So, you know, the, yeah. X, yeah, the Xbox and the, the PlayStation previously, you could actually, yeah, they, they had eight years in them, which is fantastic. You were talking about the new PS4 Pro. Uh, they have come out with that new edition. Uh, I think they're trying to get into the whole virtual reality and realm. And 4K. And 4K, uh, you know, the higher resolution uh, for these, you know, high-res TVs. So, um, you know, that's kind of an unfortunate thing that they've updated so quickly uh, out of the gate. But I, I guess that happens. Uh, with smartphones now, uh, you know, we were talking about this during the break. Uh, the lifespan? Typically about 23 months. If you look at statistics of when people upgrade, it's usually just a little bit under two years. And the reason is these lithium-ion batteries that all the smartphones uh, use, they have a certain amount of charge cycles. And so if you've had a phone for about two years, you know that it doesn't hold the charge like it used to when you first bought it. And that's just because of the charge cycles. It's called planned obsolescence. And what's funny is these manufacturers aren't trying to 
um, fix that problem because they want you to upgrade to a new smartphone. Like it's, it kind of reminds me, like in the 1950s, if you bought a fridge or a stove, that thing would last for like 30 years, forever. Yeah, yeah, they're still but, going. But now they 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 want you to keep upgrading, and there's lots of innovation. So, I know I think smartphones last longer now, though, don't you? Because we're not seeing the same pace of innovation in smartphones. Well, yeah, uh, Moore's law, which everybody knows, um, has really been the, the backbone of technology. And I think it's like what 18 months. Everything gets about twice as fast and, yes. and smaller. What they've said is that that whole Moore's law is coming to an end because things are getting too small yep. and too fast that we can't keep up that pace. Well, I don't know. I think new technologies will come out. But that brings me to laptops and computers. In the past, you know, back when we were younger, uh, you know, two years and your computer was kind of obsolete yeah. because things were just going so fast. I think if you look at laptops and computers now, uh, I think you can get four to six years out of these things because there just hasn't been any major uh, programs or software that really need high power, right? Because people are doing web surfing, uh, email for the most part. I I mean, there are gamers out there that need high-end machines. There's no question. Uh, But I think for the majority of people, uh, you know, and I know a lot of people that have machines that are four years old. I've got a a laptop that's four years old. Within the production industry, we're seeing a trend of a lot of people like that are, are video editors or people are doing motion graphics. Yeah. What they're doing is they're all going – typically, they were always using Macs. But now they're actually going to PCs because you can build these computers and put like 64 gigs of RAM in it. And, Different video cards. Yeah, and yeah. The, you know, like the Hackintosh where they call yeah. it. Um, you're seeing that trend now. People are building these computers and going back to PC because software like the Adobe Creative Suite – is supported on both platforms, whether it's a Mac or a PC, but people just want to have that high-end power to do stuff like rendering um, in, a, in a fast pace, and you don't need to have a Mac anymore to be able to do that. We're going to have to take another break. When we back, come back, more technology. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. A little bit of time left, and you know what uh, that means. It's App of the Week with Christina Stoyanova in studio. What do you got this week? Uh, an app called Visual Ruler. Visual Ruler? Yes. Is this to help me rule my household? Uh, no, not really. Okay, because <laughs> I need all the help I can get. So what does this one do? Uh, it actually helps you uh, get the measurements of things using your phone. Okay, so it obviously works yeah. with the camera. It works with the camera. So what it does is you use something like a credit card, just a standard um, credit card-sized item, and you put it beside the item that you want to measure, and it will actually calculate the dimensions of the object based on the size of that credit card. That's kind of cool. Yeah, you you definitely need that card, though, as the reference point. Or everything goes to hell. Everything goes to hell, yes. <laughs> Well, this is kind of a, an interesting app. So it works with a camera. Uh, you've got to have uh, a credit card with you as well. Uh, Which everyone does. Yeah. You've got your driver's license or your credit card or debit with you pretty much Which all is a the standard time. size, and it uses yeah. that to then uh, figure out whatever you're trying to measure. Yeah, exactly. And how big of things can you measure? Can, can I measure, like, a car? Uh, you know what? That's going to be kind of tricky for you, Mike, because I think just uh, taking a picture of that might be challenging. Yeah. But. But it's so kind of for smaller things. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of things would you measure? I don't know. Like a table? Sure, you could. Yeah. That is kind of a cool thing. And uh, what platforms is this available on? It's just on iOS for now. 
Wow, visual ruler. Yeah. Any any idea on like how accurate it is? You know what? I'm not going to tell you that it's going to be 100% accurate yeah. because it just think about it. Like what are the odds that it's going to be able to get it down to the, you know, point? millimeter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um but I think that uh that you'll find that it does really well for for what it a is. A quick fix. If you haven't yeah. got a ruler kicking around, this is definitely yeah. something. Great for school kids, too, if they're trying to measure things for, exactly. pro- for projects and, and what have you. Yeah. So just available on iPhone right now, though. Yes. Oh, that's kind of sad. Poor Andy. Poor Andy, indeed. <laughs> I think he'll survive, though, Mike. Probably. He probably carries a tape measure with him everywhere. Handy Andy? Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no, no doubt in my mind. We don't need to worry about him, then. Visual Ruler, available for iPhones uh, from the Apple App Store. Got to check it out. You do carry a tape measure with you, don't you? Uh, in my bag, yes. Yes. You never know. You want to measure stuff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You've got an interesting thing coming up with uh, our good friend Ian. Yes, that's Powers. right. Powers. Yeah. Uh, you had uh, potentially some issues with um, mold in your home. Or well, you thought I thought you did. so. I thought or so. moisture. The thing about it is like I, uh, I had a bedroom where I could kind of smell like moisture. Yeah. And I, visually, you can't see where it was coming from. Yeah. So we passed Ian here at the, at the radio station and I kept bugging him like, where do I start? If you don't help me, I'm going to end up gutting this entire room yes. trying to find it. And he actually put me in contact with a home inspector that had a, a mold-sniffing dog. But you're telling me the story. It's interesting because he comes in, and the first thing he does, he's got some technology that actually measures the air quality. Yes. And and tries to measure moisture as well. That's right. Found nothing, right? No, he couldn't find anything. Then you bring in the, the dog. dog. <laughs> the dog. And so the dog was walking around, and uh, yeah. I, I don't want to. I mean, it, you know, I don't want to give it away, but. Yeah. Uh, the dog could find stuff that all the technology could not find, and it was it was pretty interesting to watch that happen. I've never seen something like that. It was uh, it was fascinating, and you, we're going to be able to uh, share that with people because like we live in a rainforest, yeah. So a lot of people might have mold that they don't even know about, yeah. And uh, but technology had, couldn't find it. He had the coolest gadgets, like these infrared uh, scanners that could yeah. look between the walls, and he's like, oh, I can't see nothing, but I, I sense I know what you're talking about, Andy. But but a beagle beat him. Oh, it wasn't a beagle. It was some weird dog from like Hungary, but it was like a hunting <laughs> dog. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. It was a fascinating. And you know what was cool is I I recorded everything on my smartphone. Yes, I attached a little microphone. So the whole which microphone did you use? It was from uh, IK Multimedia. Yeah, a little tiny um, mic that you would put on the headphone jack. <laughs> oh, not, geez, not like, on the iPhone Seven. <laughs> not on the iPhone anymore. I wonder what they're going to do with yeah. that. But uh, yeah, so you got to tune in for the. Um, the real estate show, we're going to be talking about that. If you're buying or selling a home, you want to make sure that you you don't have any kind of mold contaminations behind the walls. Forget technology. Bring in the dogs. <laughs> when technology can't work, bring in the dogs. Well, uh, we've had a great show to, today here on Get Connected. Uh, Monday morning, I'll be on Global Morning News with uh, my good friend Steve Darling. And uh, I will actually be showing off the new iPhone 7 and 7 Plus and the new Apple Watch uh, as well. So... Uh, pretty excited about that, and uh, I think that's going to be around 8.15 in the morning, so you'll uh, want to check it out. The prize one more time, Andy. We're giving away the Epson Workforce all-in-one printer. Print, scans, fax. You can even print directly from your mobile device without the need of your computer. All you got to do is go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, to enter and win. It's great if you're a student or maybe you just want to get a new printer or maybe your old ones, you know, kind of outdated. This one is 
amazing. It does everything. You, we've both tried them. I think you have one at home, don't I do. you? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I love the Epson printers. They're fantastic. Yes. Go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, and enter to win the Epson Workforce WF2760 all-in-one printer. You know what I love about these new printers, especially these Epson ones? They've uh, you know got the app built right into you know uh your, you can get it for your iphone and essentially it's so easy to print anything from that you know you got a pdf document on your on your phone that came through email or you just want to print some of the photos there as well just send it directly so it's kind of cool looks like that's all the time we have left i want to thank uh andy my co-host and producer and the rest of the get connected team this is mike and andy logging off we'll see you again next week